Carter Brown, Mysteries. Adventures in excitement and suspense, based on the best-selling novels by the slick storytelling sensation, Carter Brown. person in the private eye profession runs the risk of sudden death, but the death of Hank Williams, my pal and partner in the firm of Williams and Eaton, came as a double shock, because Hank had wired me that he was onto something big, and when I got back, it was too late to ask him what it was. Also, Hank was a guy who never put anything on paper, so I had nothing to give me a lead, but I found that it involved a muscular male named Tiny Laban and a mean mobster called Babyface Brill. It also seemed to involve the singer at the blues club, a girl named Chili, who was anything but. You're the man who sent the waiter with a message? That's right. You wanted to talk to me about Hank Williams? Yes, he was my partner. I'm Johnny Eaton. Glad to know you, Johnny. I'm even gladder to know you. Oh, why? Look in your mirror, for a couple of good reasons. <laughs> Chili, you knew Hank, didn't you? Uh-huh. When did you last see him? Two, maybe three days ago. I'm not sure. Why? Nothing's happened to him, has it? Only one thing. He's dead. No. Oh, that's not true. It can't be. I'm afraid it can, and it is. This afternoon. Poor Hank. He wouldn't listen to me. I told him it was dangerous. What was? Oh, whatever he was doing. He kept telling me he was onto something big, that he was saving it for his partner. But I knew it was dangerous by the way he talked. Dangerous enough to kill him. You know a guy named Laven, Tiny Laven? I've heard the name somewhere. Comes into this club, they tell me. Big guy, smokes cigars. I think I know who you mean. What about him? I think he had something to do with it, that's all. I liked Hank. He was a nice guy. Anything I can do to help Johnny, I'll do. Thanks. Come in. Julie, I heard that... Oh, sorry, I thought you were on your own. Oh, it's okay. This is Johnny Eaton. He's Hank Williams' partner... You remember Hank? Sure, the private dick. This is Hal Waltham, Johnny. He owns the Blues Club, which means he employs me. That makes you a lucky guy, Waltham. And I know it. How's Hank? They're looking after him very well down at the morgue. You're joking. No, Hal. He was killed this afternoon. Well, of all the tough breaks... I was telling Johnny that anything I can do to help, I'll be only too glad. But Hank never talked about his work. No. Well, same thing goes for me, Eden. Anything I can do, anything at all. Nice of you, Waltham. If there is anything, I'll look you both up. Particularly Chili. What she's got is worth looking at. I picked up a cab from outside the Blues Club and gave him the address of my apartment. When I put the key in the lock and opened the door, there was a light coming from the living room. Automatically, I reached for my gun. Then I remembered I wasn't carrying it. I moved into the living room and got a surprise. A beautiful, blonde surprise with tear-filled eyes. Oh, I'm sorry, but I didn't know when you'd be back, and I just had to see you. Well, how flattering can a blonde be? You are Johnny Eaton, aren't you? Unless I've changed in the last ten minutes. The superintendent of the building let me in here. I'm Helen Williams. Hank's sister. But you're in Kentucky. I, I wired you about Hank. That's why I came up. Got in an hour ago. The caretaker at Hank's apartment house sent me to the police. 
I saw Lieutenant Jorgensen. He told me what had happened. And then I came here. Well, it's tough, Helen. I, I know Hank was a great guy. Yes. Yes, he was. Uh, you go ahead, honey. If you want to cry, it won't worry me any. You could weep a few tears for me, too. No, no, I mustn't. Could I... Could I have a drink? Sure, sure. We'll both have one. What'll you do now, Helen? Go back to Kentucky? No, not until Hank's murderer is behind bars. I'm staying until he's caught. Your drink. That might take a long time. I don't care. Where are you going to stay tonight? I hadn't thought about it. I couldn't go back to Hank's apartment. Not now. Maybe I could find a hotel. Not at this time of night. Tell you what, you stay here. I'll take the sofa. You can have my room. In the morning, we'll find you an appointment. Oh, thanks, Johnny. Thanks a million. Don't look at me with those trusting eyes. Why not? Because I don't know that I'm too trustworthy. Not with a bewitching blonde. Well, I trust you, Johnny. And since I'm going to stay, I might as well be useful. Anyone as decorative as you doesn't have to worry about being useful. Well, I'm going to be. You'll need someone in the office now that Hank won't be there. I'll be your secretary. That's fine. Anything that keeps you close by suits me. Jerk your mind off my gender and think about justice. For Hank's killer. Okay, Helen, you're right. I better give you the story so far. The next morning, while Helen was out arranging for Hank's funeral and then seeing about an apartment, I sat in my office waiting for the promised visit from Tiny Laven and Babyface Brill. My desk drawer was open, and the gun in it had the safety catch off. You're here, huh, Seamus? I said I would be, Mr. Laven. That's smart of you, Eaton. Real smart. Thanks. A compliment from Babyface Brill is really something. You know our names, huh? I get around. Hmm. Well, here it is, Seamus. $40,000 is too high. Twenty-five grand is the most the boss will pay. And who is the boss? <laughs> Are you kidding? Okay. Sorry, Levin, the price stays where it is. Otherwise, it's no sale. You don't want to talk like that, Eden. No. You might wake up dead. Bumping me off still doesn't get you what you want. You won't find out where the stuff is from a corpse. Like I said before, we might be able to persuade you to tell us before you kick off. You know what the recipe for fried chicken says. First, catch your bird. You won't be hard to take. Why don't we do it now? I get tired of listening to his voice. Just try it, babyface. Me and this thirty-eight are waiting. All ready for us, are you? Your partner Williams figured he was tough, too. We'll give you 24 hours to change your mind, Eaton. After that, don't slam the door on your way out, boys. You fresh punk! Calm down, babyface. You'll have plenty of time to devote to Mr. Eaton 24 hours from now. If he doesn't wise up. Yeah. Take a tip, Eaton. Change your mind. Otherwise, I'll have fun changing your face. Johnny Eaton. Johnny, it's chilly. Not with your voice warming up the wire. I've been thinking about what you were telling me last night. I might be able to help a little. That's fine. Could you come over and see me? Sure, let's see. It's just on six o'clock now. I won't be through at the club until nearly midnight. And I don't think it would be a good idea for you to come there. 
My apartment would be better. Much better. Just you and me and a bottle makes three. The address is apartment 16, 248 Parkview. Great. See you at midnight. Midnight is the witching hour, they say. And chilly at midnight was one wow of a witch. We sat side by side on the sectional sofa with the drinks handy. And I told Chili all about Tiny Laven. You have no idea what this thing is that Laven wants? No, like I keep saying to people, Hank wasn't a guy to make notes. He carried it all in his head. I pulled the gag that I'd got it on Laven just to see the reaction. I don't suppose you'd believe me if I told him the truth. Probably not. And according to Laven, they searched the office and they must have searched Hank's apartment and they didn't find it. So what did Hank do with it? Whatever it is. You got me. I can't even begin to guess. I think I might be able to help you, Johnny. But you'd have to trust me. That's a song I've heard before. I lied a little last night. I know Laban quite well. And the other one, Babyface Brill. But I wasn't sure last night whose side you were on. Go on. I could help you, but you mustn't ask questions. Oh, I mustn't, huh? I like you, Johnny. I want to help you, but I can't help liking you as well, can I? It's the fatal Eaton charm. And every time a dame tells me it's working, I find I've lost my wallet later on. You're a cynical character. I've been around a long time. But not around me. Still cynical, Johnny? I'm not sure how you describe the feeling, but I don't think cynical is the word. <laughs> uh, you were going to tell me about Laven. He and Brill are a couple of strong-armed men. I didn't think they were chartered accountants. They're tied in with the Blues Club. Huh? It oh. really is a club, but its membership is secret. So that's what Hank was on to. I guess so. I thought it was just me. Who runs the place? Hal Waltham is the manager, but he's only paid. I don't know who really owns it. Laven gives the orders. Maybe Hank had some proof. Maybe that's why they murdered him. To stop him turning it over to the cops. Be your age, Johnny. A joint the size of the blues doesn't exist without protection, which includes protection from the cops. Hank must have had something more than that. Anyway, why did he get so interested? Why would he stick his nose into a tough setup like the blues? Yeah, that's right. Ah, sometimes I'm so dumb I can hardly believe it myself. Of course he had a client. Sure. So find his client. And you might get some idea of what he had that they want so badly. Yeah, it's a bright thought. The only thing is, is, how do I find him? You should know. Here's the detective. <coughs> Who could that be at this hour? Well, it's not opportunity. That only knocks once. Well, I guess I'd better go and find out. As she walked out of the room, I thought that with things as they were, I'd be happier, safe than sorry. So I eased the gun out of my shoulder holster and stood behind the door so that I was hidden from anyone coming into the room. What's the idea? Inside Chili, like a good kid. Sorry about this, but it's nothing personal. Just orders. Who's orders? Just orders. I'll give it to you nice and quick. You won't know a thing about it, honest. Like you gave it to Hank Williams? I wouldn't know anything about that. But I can't stand here yabbering. And it won't do your nerves any good either. So long, Chili. Nothing personal, you understand? Sure, she understands. What? Johnny, am I glad you were here. Oh, I believe you're as tough as they say. Babyface didn't seem to like you. Brill neither likes nor dislikes anybody. It's just a job as far as he's concerned. A job he's paid to do. The interesting thing is, who's paid him to rub you out? I don't know. Well, whoever it is, it's a sign they're getting scared. Which means they might make a mistake. 
And when they do, I'll be right there. <laughs> 